Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to episode number 17. And for any of you joining us for the first time, our show features things that we love at Disney, as well as we typically have a guest on each episode who talks about ways they create Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations, from vacation planners to product producers, our guests bring a little Disney magic into your life. Now, we are changing it up a little bit for this episode, as well as we will have an episode um, later on this year that is a little bit different as well. We're going to talk about some special things that we were able to do on a recent trip to Walt Disney World. So we are not going to have a guest on this show, but typically we do have a guest. And coming back with the next episode, we will have a special guest as well. So as a reminder to our listeners, we really appreciate reviews of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We always give shout outs to listeners on future episodes. And we also really appreciate those five-star customer ratings as well. So now on with the show. Now today we are going to be talking about an event that we actually attended last night and that event is Disney After Hours and how this event works if you're not familiar with it. It's a three hour nighttime event where certain parks are open where you are able to enjoy certain attractions, experiences, you get some snacks, which we'll talk about. And this is a separate ticketed event so you do have to purchase a ticket outside of what your regular park pass would be for that day. So Chris and I went and attended the Disney After Hours at Magic Kingdom last night. And so we had a pretty late night, didn't we, Chris? Yes. <laughs> now, how this uh, event typically works is it is once the park closes. So last night, the park closed at 10 o'clock. So the event officially started at 10. So with a three-hour window, of course, we finished around one. One advantage to this compared to a lot of the other special ticket events like the Halloween party, the Christmas party. You are able to get in early like you are for those. So we were able to get in at 7 o'clock. And a few more logistics. Right now they currently offer this at the Magic Kingdom. They have it at Hollywood Studios. And they also offer it at Animal Kingdom. And for those of you who are listening, this is coming out a little bit earlier in the spring. This summer, they are going to be having a special edition of this event at Magic Kingdom called Disney Villains After Hours. So we're going to talk a little bit about the cost of the event, the logistics, what we experienced, and then share just kind of our overall impressions with the event. Now, the as I mentioned, you do have to purchase a separate ticket. Right now, the price for the regular after hours at the three parks is $125 per ticket. The villains after hours is going to be a little bit higher. That's at $139 um, for advanced purchase and $144 the day of. As always, they always have annual pass holder and DVC discounts for this. Um, Chris and I did pay the full $125 a person. And because we were doing a tour earlier in the day, we opted we didn't have a park ticket at all. So we went ahead and entered the park at 7 o'clock. So one of the nice things that because you are able to enter the park early, you are able to book some fast passes. So we booked our three fast passes starting at seven o'clock and we were able to take advantage of those. We had a dining reservation at the Plaza restaurant. So we were able to have dinner there all before the event officially started at 10 o'clock. So if you do choose to do this, we talked about, I think you could do this as a non-ticketed park day. Like you could go to Disney Springs, maybe 
spend some time at the pool if your family likes to relax, go do something off property. What do you think? Do you think you'd spend all day in the park? And oh, no. Considering the lines during any day, this is by far a much better value. You would be a fool to buy a day ticket and then do this at night. Because yeah, spend the whole time, yeah. Considering how many rides you're able to go on in a very short period of time, you know, I think Space Mountain, for example, I timed it walking in from the, being in the entrance, walking in, standing in line, getting on the ride, riding the ride, walking out. It took a total of 14 minutes. Yeah, that's uh, unbelievable. And there was other rides that were like Small World that were you walk right on. So if you value, if you look at Disney in terms of the number of rides, it, number one, it's at night. It's much cooler. It, there was far smaller crowd. This was far more value for the money than you would to do a park ticket during the day and then doing this at night. I mean, you, like Vanessa said, you're better off seeing what Central Florida has to offer during the day and then coming to the park at night. So when, as I said, you're able to get in at 7 o'clock. When you come in, they'll give you a, a special wristband. So once they start clearing out the park of day guests, they're able to track who's supposed to be there, who's not supposed to be there. Essentially, once the party... It's not really a party because there's no special things like the Halloween or Christmas. But once the event starts, um, as he mentioned, there are certain attractions that are open. So we went to the Magic Kingdom. Now, with Magic Kingdom, there are 25 attractions that are open. They had some character meet and greets. The only character meet and greets that were open for this particular evening were Mickey and Minnie and Tinkerbell at the front of park and then the Princess Fairy Tile Hall towards the back as well as Ariel. Those were the characters that were available. We did not take advantage of any of the characters during the event. We did have a fast pass for Mickey and Minnie before the event started. So you do have the 25 attractions at Magic Kingdom. And at the other parks, when we look at Animal Kingdom, which I really would have liked to have been able to do that, that just didn't work with our dates. With the Animal Kingdom at that park, they have, again, it's three hours. They have, it looks like about 10 different, you can ride Flight of Passage, Navi River Journey, Everest. So there's lots of opportunity to do some of those ones that are really hard to get those fast passes for. I'm sure the lines might be a little longer there because there's less attractions open. At Hollywood Studios, again, three hours for this one. You have the big ticket ones like Slinky Dog Dash, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Um, the Star Wars areas are open. They also have character greetings with Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, BB-8, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, Olaf, and then all the Toy Story pals. Now, with the tickets, you also get snacks. So any of the things that are at the carts. So they had bottled beverages, so pop and water. They also had popcorn, just the regular popcorn. And then they had the ice cream that's available at the carts. So what did you think? Did, would you have wanted more snacks or was the snacks that are available, were that, was that adequate to you, Chris? They're fine. I mean, again, what they offered in Disney prices are relatively expensive. Right. I think the ice cream like retail was 4 5 $6.00. Outside of the park, they're very basic snacks. Yes. You know, popcorn, 10 cents, and they turn around and sell it. <laughs> what, what is the retail price of popcorn? I don't know. That's my mom's go-to snack, so I'm not sure. Let's I just say know. it's probably north of five bucks. Yeah. Um, because you're, there's such a sticker shock, you're like, holy cow, free ice cream. The ice cream is pretty darn, I mean, it's a it's simple the, product. Yeah, it's the Mickey it, bars correct, and all that but kind of stuff. Yeah. When you look at it, you've already had dinner. 
having the beverages is nice. You know, there's almost kind of a tendency to hoard. And over- <laughs> Everybody was walking out with bottles. You yes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's a bottle of pop. I mean, yeah. and but it was nice. I mean, I think for the value, it's just nice to have. The question is, is how much ice cream can you consume north like for, at 10 o'clock yeah. at night? For us, we were really concerned about doing as many attractions as possible. So each of us had, I think, one ice cream. I did get a thing of popcorn. I didn't even end up finishing the popcorn. I like rolled up the box because I was full and stuck it in my backpack. Um, I think we consume more beverages than anything because as you're going between attractions, it's easier to throw a drink in your backpack than it is to, you can't carry an ice cream on. So depending on your family's view of the snacks, we usually get a little bit, I would say, a step up of snacks. Like, we're not ones to go to the ice cream carts. We're ones to maybe go get, like, Chris likes the ice cream cookie sandwiches that are made. Or I like to get a funnel cake. So we like to usually, or cupcakes, a little bit step up of snacks. So those aren't our go-tos. Maybe if they were your go-tos, you might have two or three Mickey bars. But it is a nice added benefit. Very very seldom does Disney throw in things, so I think that was just a little perk of the night. So if you figure the cost of a one-day ticket, this is a little bit more depending on the time of year and the date that you pick. You do get these snacks included as well. So a question for you. Yes. Are the prices the same for kids? The prices for kids are different. Um, so I will look up an example of like when we where we we paid one hundred twenty-five dollars. There are, because we paid in advance, if you bought it day of, it would be $129, so just a couple dollars more. Children are $95, so children were $30 less. I was surprised, I mean, we don't have any kids, but I was really surprised that there were quite a few, like, younger kids. I think, though, for families, I didn't really see any really upset kids. They must have gotten some good naps in for the afternoon, because with all the Fantasyland attractions open at Magic Kingdom, you really can take advantage of things. So... As Chris mentioned, we took advantage of taking on as many attractions as possible. So let's kind of go over. Again, this is just our experience from Magic Kingdom. We have not attended at any of the other parks. We ended up, we were able to cover 11 attractions in the three-hour window. So we started in Tomorrowland. We were able to hit really everything that was open over there. We just didn't do the... I always call it Autopia, but that's Disneyland. But on the Tomorrowland Transit, the Speedway, we didn't do that, but we did, as he mentioned, we did Space Mountain. We did the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, so the People Mover. We did Buzz Lightyear. Um, Then moving from there, we went in and we did some of the things in Fantasyland. I think in total in Fantasyland over the course of the evening, we did Mine Train, which was something we had also had a fast pass for. So we were able to do that twice, but only once during the event. We also did It's a Small World. We had done Peter Pan earlier in the evening with a fast pass, but that seemed to be walk on when we went past it several times. I have a friend who loves that ride. She could have rode it all night long. We went over, we did Haunted Mansion. We did Big Thunder Mountain. We rode that twice, just walked right off and right back on. We also did Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise. So we were able to really hit the whole parts of the park. I think the biggest hindrance of keeping you to doing more is just the fact of the logistics because some of the things, you only have a three-hour window and Small World's 15 minutes. I think Pirates is eight or nine minutes at least. So really... The only thing is the time constraints that keeps you from doing more. What would you say? There's that. And then they 
there's the what is it, the walk standby wait? What is it called? The standby, the times at the oh front. yes, the time the like where they have the regular line wait times versus yeah. the fast pass. They're just total tricksters because <laughs> I think the mine ride was listed at 25 minutes yeah. and I timed it and I think I was in and out in less than 11. Um, so, you know, you have to walk quick, but value for money, it was an excellent deal. You're going to be up very late. And then again, I think we also stayed at this time at All Star, which is a different resort than we usually stay at. Um, we boarded the bus at 116. So we'll call it 101. We, were, we left the park. Waited approximately 15 minutes. We were back to the resort. The bus landed, arrived by, I think, 1132. 132, yeah. And then we were in the room by 140. And that's just, that might even be a little. So I think door to door, you're, you're looking okay. Uh, it was fun. I think this was a, a far better trip. If you can do this and make it into your schedule, it's the far preferred option. Yes, I definitely think, and as we mentioned, I don't think this is something where I'd say don't take kids to this or only do adults because we saw a mix of families, and it's. I think if you know your kids well, you time it well in terms of making sure that they're able to take advantage of naps, I would definitely not have an early morning the next day. I mean, we were we slept in and were able to enjoy the morning rather than trying to rush and have something planned super early the next day because you want to be able to take as much advantage of that and be able to enjoy the rest of your vacation, not be exhausted. So I would really... Right now, they have dates scheduled out through the end of May at Magic Kingdom. And then after that, they have the Villains version that is starting. That looks like it's going to have really some interesting thing. With the Villains version, it is a little bit more, but it's all summer long through August of 2019. It's very similar structure to what they talked about, but they are going to have a few interesting things are going to have villain inspired additions to pirates of the caribbean and space mountain i'm not sure if that is going to be similar to how they do the special overlays at the halloween party i'm guessing so they're going to have a special villains experience at the at cinderella's castle there's going to be a hub it says they're going to have a new stage show they're also going to have um the Maleficent Dragon Float is going to be available for selfies, which that sounds pretty cool. Wow. And it says that he'll make his way through the park several times, breathing fire at night for the first time ever. A couple of years ago, that float caught on fire during the afternoon. So hopefully they got the fire kinks worked out. Um, but it, so they're going to have some cool music and some vi- special villain themed food and beverages. And so it sounds like it's going to be a little bit, especially if you're a vi- villain person. I know some people are super into the villains. If you can make it there over the summer, I would try to take advantage of that in terms of Hollywood studios, as well as animal kingdom. They have dates scheduled through the end of June on most of those And Disney started these last year as kind of a test, and they keep adding more dates. So I don't envision these going away. So, Vanessa, you write a bunch of dates. What website is that? I'm actually just on the Disney World website. I went right to the source. But is there a... a, a, What's the full website? Um, It's just DisneyWorld.Disney.Go.Com. Oh, yeah, the regular Disney site. But it's if you search Disney after hours, you'll be able to... There's lots of reviews from other... Um, websites, but if you go right to the Disney site and type in Disney After Hours, you'll bring everything up. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But overall, I think we are both really happy with the results of it. I would gladly go and try another park. 
I personally would love if they added Epcot. I know there's not a ton of attractions. Maybe they're waiting until a few things open, but I think there would be a lot of things that they could get people to enjoy at all these parks. I'd love to be able to try out another park in the future. Would you try another one? Yes. <laughs> so again, if you are looking for, in terms of value for your money, as Chris said, you get a lot of attractions. If you think sometimes in a whole day, people aren't able to do, we did 11 in three hours. So it's well worth advantage. You get that couple hours early. We probably even, we technically, when you add in the few that we did before the, the event started, we had almost 15 attractions. You could do even more. We, we did some shopping and we had dinner and things like that. So definitely take advantage of it. Check it out. We highly endorse and su suggest you try out the Disney After Hours at the different parks. And as I mentioned, we'll put some links in the show notes, give some pictures as well. So now on to some of the other parts of our of our show. We always like to have the trivia and our wisdom from Walt, but we're going to change it up a little bit today. Yeah, so Vanessa, you're going to ask me a question. I do have some trivia, and it's related to one of the attractions we went on at the After Hours event. Okay, go. So I have a question regarding Space Mountain. Woo! <laughs> so Space Mountain was... The first indoor roller coaster that did what for riders? Um, took a photo of them. No, good guess. But it was the first indoor roller coaster where r riders were in total darkness for the length of the ride. Mm, wow. Now... We had discussions because I know at the Halloween party, they completely make it pitch black. But that was the first ride that ever put riders in semi-darkness at all, any darkness at all. Well, I tried riding it with my eyes closed the whole time. It it adds a different layer to it. Last night? Yeah. I just, tried that, and it, it I did not feel well doing that. And usually that doesn't bother me. It's so. fun. <laughs> and we instead of our regular wisdom from Walt... Because we were at Magic Kingdom, we actually have a quote from... Who do we have a quote from? Roy Disney. Yes. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place. A Magic Kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. And that's awesome. That is from the dedication plate at the at Magic Kingdom and of course it's so wonderful that Roy was able to see his brother's dream come true. We love being able to enjoy Magic Kingdom and all of the Walt Disney World Resort and so I know I'm personally am thankful that Roy was able to see it through. Again, we appreciate having all of you join us today and for this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.